This podcast is sponsored by Captain Wrigley's Starship Emporium. Hmm. What's a starship? Is the GM mixing his genres again? Well, apparently Captain Wrigley is a very handsome man and the greatest salesman in the galaxy. Whatever that is. Wait, who's that? Greetings, human. What? We come in peace. You come in peace? Shoot to kill. Shoot to kill? I'll show you shoot to kill, you witless drones. Take this fireball right in their face! <laughs> Wait, what? They were just extras for the commercial. Well, why didn't you say so? Um, do I still get paid? All the tabletop role-playing news We aim to amuse and we aim to enthuse And Morris is unofficial tabletop RPG Hello, 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 and welcome to Morris's unofficial tabletop RPG talk. I am Russ, aka Morris, or Morris, aka Russ, and with me this week is Peter Coffey from the Southampton Guild of Role Players. Russ has ever um, overcome with a simple paroxysm of delight at being here. Hey, Peter, have you died of uh, coronavirus yet? Mm, let me just check. <laughs> no, I'm still good. Uh, I died twice, but I feel better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you, you look better. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, you look a lot. You look a lot pinker than you normally do. <laughs> I must say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so, so uh, derail successful. <laughs> yes, well done, well done. It was such a such a good joke as well. Yeah. It's not like I had a follow up to it anyway, so I wouldn't mind. Well, yeah, this whole COVID nineteen is a serious matter, and uh, you know, remember to wash your hands, everybody. I mean, you should remember to wash your hands anyway. Well, yeah, but it's not like a new thing. Well, no, but. <laughs> Hey, do you know what day it was the other day? Uh, it was my birthday. It was your birthday. Happy was, birthday. Thank you. <laughs> March the 4th. Yeah, my birthday. Yes. It was my birthday before. You were, it, you were, you were 54. Correct. 54 years young. Doing well. <laughs> um, also, uh, a very sad day in, uh, I think it was, what, 2008, Gary Gygax uh, passed away. He did. Yeah. Um, um, and, of course, his... International GM's Day. International GM's Day. Which was started on 2002. Ah. And, yeah, it, it predates. Uh, it's like um, a coincidence that Gary um, Gygax passed away on the same day. Well, what can I say? The man had style. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And uh, GM's Day is basically a day where you're supposed to say thank you to your GM for all the hard work they do. And if your budget stretches, maybe buy them a little gift. Well, I got cake and a mug and dice. Yeah. Although I think it was probably because it was my birthday. Well, but yeah, I'll take it. I went to gaming last night and I didn't give the GM anything except for a load of flack. And that's why nobody invites you to play with us. You asked me to roll a D3 and I refuse because there's no such thing. Roll D6 and half. You could roll a D34 if I tell you to. You can roll a D3. They're just tricky. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not really that bad. I exaggerate for the sake of comedy. It's hilarious, isn't it? Cue tumbleweed. <laughs> and there's a Tales from the Loop boxed starter set coming. A Tales from the Loop boxed starter yes. set? Oh, boy. So, you know, we mentioned the old um, uh, TV show. Yes. And there was a trailer 
Yes. Um, uh, launched last week. So wow. um, the, the people over at Free League over in Sweden are sort of yes. capitalizing on all this. <gasps> Shameless cash grab. As My favourite. As they should. Yeah. Uh, and so um, they are going to be releasing a boxed set, which you yes. can pre-order already. Uh, for um, the equ- the equivalent of twenty seven US dollars, I see it's, uh, Swedish kroners, but that's a much bigger number of yeah. Swedish kroners. Um, One million Swedish kroner or five hundred thousand pounds, yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, so you can pre-order it. Uh, you get the rule book. Yes. You get an adventure called the Recycled Boy. Awkward, but carry on. You get five. I've written regenerated characters here, but I meant pre-generated characters. Pre-generated would be better. Yeah. Although regeneration is better than recycling. Well, yes. Yeah. Especially if you're a time lord. Absolutely. <laughs> if it's good enough for Doctor Who, it's good enough for us. Exactly. Uh, plus a map and some dice, and it's coming out in April when it comes in that lovely box there, look. Oh, yes, that's got some lovely cover art. Yes. That yeah. is a good thing about Tales from the Loop. Uh, whether or not you enjoy the game, at least you'll have a visual feast for the eyes. Well, being a game that's basically based off an art book, yes, the, the, the visuals are very much up and front in that game. It's got to be a key and integral part of the experience, mm-hmm. otherwise you're just wondering what's going on. You hear Hudson doing something just on the other side of the door there, and I don't know what it is he's doing, but it sounds like he's destroying something. Uh, the joys <laughs> of dog ownership. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear, dear, dear. Uh, Cyberpunk Red. Cyberpunk Red. The cover art has been revealed. Uh, Would you like to see it? Go on then. Here it is. Oh, so, there we go. Oh, okay. That's quite. That's pretty cool. You got nice like lady um, on a motorbike. A, a, a young looks like ganger sitting on a presumably a motorbike. I'm hoping for a hover bike, but you never know. They might be super retro. Looking out over a cityscape that would make the uh, Ridley Scott. Director of Blade Runner, extremely happy with all those sort of flying cars and ultra bright neon, mm-hmm. uh, and a mix of like you know some proper proper grime. Yeah, yeah, lovely, pretty sweet. Yeah, it's very yeah. very nice cover like that. Actually. It, it's it's pretty pretty strong. Um, it's by uh, Anselm Z uh, Zilonka Zilonka. Yeah, no, um, e- excellent work. I yeah, I think you could. Uh, I, I, you know what? Mm-hmm. I, I, I'd actually be quite happy to have that printed and hung on my wall. It's very, very nice. So it's remember, it's Cyberpunk great. Red was the third most anticipated tabletop RPG of 2020. Right. In our and now we have the actual cover art. Yes. Looks like it's going to try and live up to the hype. It looks lovely. Yeah. Well, going from the third most anticipated tabletop yes. RPG of 2020, we jump straight into the first most anticipated. Well, no love for them at all. All right, carry on. And that is... The Dune RPG and some details have emerged. Ah, the Dune. Dune. Yes. They've got a, a logo and a, and a piece of art, which is um, some sand dunes with a logo. Yeah, yeah, it looks I don't know, vaguely Moroccan, maybe. But yeah, um, yeah, you've got sand dunes, a lot of them. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. full title is called Dune Adventures in the Imperium. That's not going to confuse the Warhammer 40,000 fans at all. Not no. at all, not no. at all. But I'm fairly sure June came first, didn't it? By a long way. Yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm pretty uh, sure the Romans got in there first as well. <laughs> but yeah, that, that, that's just quibbling now. Yeah. yeah. Um, where was I? Um, yes, so um, as expected, Modifius' 2d20 system. Mm-hmm. I think we all knew that. Uh, players join a house or you can create a house. Oh. Uh, the gameplay also covers agents, spies, mercenaries, and criminals. Sweet. Um, they're expecting it to come out around about Christmas, maybe early 2021. Okay. 
So, okay, yeah. So this year, maybe Christmas. Mm-hmm. This coming Ooh. Christmas or early 2021. Exciting. Uh, there will be a beta test kicking yeah. off very soon, so um, we'll we'll let you know when that happens, and you can sign up because that's pretty much all of Modifius's stuff. You can sign up and yeah, get yeah. in on the get on the open play tests. You probably want to look at modifius.com forward slash June. That's D U N E mm. in order to uh, find out a bit more about that. So yeah. amongst the many many writers, and there's there's a list of about fifteen writers, and I'm yeah. not going to list them all because there's just tons and tons of them, but. Yeah. Uh, ones that uh, we know personally yes. uh, there's Andy Peregrine oh good old Andy yeah Chris Spivey I did not know was working on this ah he's a dark horse he keeps it quiet doesn't he yeah Chris, uh. Chris Spivey of Harlem Unbound fame oh dare me yeah uh, uh, well, well, well done Chris well done uh, and there's Khaldun uh, Kellil I'm not 100% sure I have pronounced his name correctly but yeah. he worked on Vampire the Masquerade and has done for a couple of decades right he's, uh, he's, he's involved in it too and there's like 15 other people as well there's just loads of them so we've got a lot of people who really appreciate political games and really appreciate a human scaled conflict and they all really like sand we just assume but yes possibly, yes that, or, I mean, you've been around Andy Peregrine's house. It's like a big, big sandbox. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, surely, surely this is going to affect your property value in Central London. He's like, no, no, this is how I want that. I'm like, all right, mate, you crack on. <laughs> ah, hey, a bit of David Bowie news. Oh, good times. David Bowie news, but any, any, any reason to bring David Bowie into it is always yeah. a good, good thing as far as I'm concerned. Okay. You remind me of the child. What child? I can't remember. Voodoo? Voodoo. <laughs> yeah, that's the right. like that. <laughs> Can't <feel> of it. <laughs> the Labyrinth RPG snuck out. What? There was no announcement. What? There was no press release or anything. Yeah. Uh, I just suddenly noticed it uh, on Amazon. It was like... Oh, it's Labyrinth out. Labyrinth RPG. Because we did mention it a while back, didn't yeah. we, that it was going. Oh, crikey, that's yeah, a long time ago. I can't remember. I, ba- I barely remember it. Well, it's out now. Woohoo! Um, it looks quite pretty. Um, so it's a nice sort of sort of reddish leather. It looks like it's sort of a leathery. Um, it, it has a Wimrar esque quality. Yeah, it's got it. ribbon. No, not ribbons. Bookmarks, ribbons. Oh, you know what that reminds me of? That reminds me of the journal that Sarah has in the film. Oh, okay. Yeah, I haven't seen the film in many, 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 many years. I'm just trying to think why it reminded me of something. That's a lot of puppets. It's the little puppets, not puppets. Well, they can be puppets. Are they well, puppets? No, they're not puppets. No, they're they're puppets. puppets. They're yeah. puppets. Um, so you, you're a muppet. Look, I'm oh, a muppet. Oh, no, oh, just... Rudeness. I let you off because it was your birthday the other day. Yeah. And you're looking old. So old. Grizzled. Yeah. Yeah, those 54 years are weighing on you heavily. Oh, absolutely. You remind me a bit of Mr. Miyagi. Yeah. Not in the sense that you're wise or good at martial arts, but... Well, yeah, I'm obviously. <laughs> <laughs> uh, some pictures of it. Um, so there's some special dice... Yes. With a little, um, is it an owl or a bird of uh, some kind uh, on the six? Probably an owl because that was yeah, that's why I thought part of the yeah. whole. Um, but what's this interesting? This is cut out in the pages. Look, oh yeah, sure. where you keep the dice. Nice. I'm not really sure about this. I'm conflicted. I, I'm not quite sure how that will work. Surely you just open the book and the dice are going to fall out. Yeah, pretty much. But on the other hand. You do. It means that when you store it away, it will be nicely kept. Uh, it's very nicely presented book. It's got like it's gorgeous. Three... Yeah, if you look at it, it's lovely. Yeah, yeah. 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 I so. mean, it's that. I see. So no, there's two, there must be two covers because there's that cover there, which yeah. is sort of like the reddish maroon thing with just the labyrinth yeah. on it, and this cover here that's got pretty much what looks like the cover, the um, poster of the film on the front cover. I think that's not actually a book, is it? 
Yeah. Oh, oh no, no, oh, no, no it's a it's a slipcase. Oh, right. oh, right. okay, yeah. Like, it's of course oh. it's separate to the book because the book's in one of it. Yes. Oh, what do you call it? It's like um, dust jacket. Yes, it's That's a dust jacket. Yeah. You are correct. So the dust jacket looks like the the film poster. Yeah. And then the book itself inside is sort of dark maroon with just the labyrinth on it. With this, mm. I, I can't tell from the picture whether Lovely it's dark, like a faux leather thing but it looks like it oh, might be oh yeah yeah that, that, that's, that's gonna be like nice faux leather it's got a imprint of some roses around hmm. the outside yes well it's available now it is on amazon yeah you can pick it up for 44 dollars and 99 cents uh available from river horse studios apparently hmm yeah there we go well we don't know anything else about it but uh it's it looks like a nice product i'm tempted to pick it up I just, I would never get a chance to play it, but I'm tempted to pick it up. Well, I, it's like, it, it's such a gamble. It's like, it could be excellent fun. And also, when was the last time you saw Labyrinth? Many, 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 many years. Yeah, it's like four I or mean, five years for me. So. Oh, it's more than that. It's 20 years for me. Yeah, okay. Very long time. Yeah. Okay, let's get on with the news. Yeah. There's more, more news. Oh, how's your Kickstarter going? It's going very well, indeed. Yeah. It is got, well, when this goes out tomorrow, which is yeah. Saturday, we'll have two days left to go because it ends wow. on Monday. Yes. And it's just swept past £7,000, which means it's approaching $10,000, I think. Nice. I'm not 100% sure how the translation works there. Yeah. But yeah, it's doing really, really well. I was, honestly, my expectation, because it was, you know, just a... Mainly, it's just for like one little soft cover <laughs> book for like six days. Yeah, I was expecting two, two and a half thousand. Oh, well, there you go. So it did better. It's doing better than I expected. Well, what can I say? It's clearly a quality item. It is a quality item. Yeah, it smells nice too. I, I wouldn't know. And I've licked yeah. every copy. There you go. Uh, <laughs> a bit free bit of Morris's DNA with every copy. Yes. <laughs> and I have not yet been tested for coronavirus, so it's a gamble. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, well, is that time? I must be going. Anyway. <laughs> Too late now. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's true. It's been more than 15 minutes. Yep. Too right. late. It's all over. <laughs> all right. Uh, so, um, yeah, the Gamma Trade Show. Uh, yeah, the Gamma Trade Show. Yes. Um, well, the Gamma Expo. Yes. Uh, a whole bunch of um, cancellations due to the coronavirus. Russ, it occurs to me that maybe it's meant to pronounce Gamma. Because it's um, not quite spelled the same as Gamma. Uh, maybe. And calling it the Gamer trade show would be better? Well, it's just G- uh, A. It could be Gamma. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, I've never heard anyone say it out loud apart from myself. Okay, and me. Have you said it? Yes, yes. you probably said it. Okay. I, I, I've definitely said it, but I don't know. So I it doesn't really come up in conversation an awful lot, does no, it? No, it's not, it's not like we're sitting around uh, in the in the club on a Wednesday, like, you know, role-playing where saying, oh, yeah, there's a huge jabs going, have you seen the latest from Gamer? Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> I Gamer. suppose Gamer does make more sense. It would make more sense. We'd have to ask someone in the know, someone who's been there. So, listeners, if you happen to know, if pop along and tell us on Discord. to the Gamer or Gamma treasure, Or if know. you're part of Gamma or Gamer... Right to us, and that's another correct pronunciation, because as you know, pronouncing things properly is a big personal mission for us. <laughs> anyway, uh, it's March 9th to, the tw- 9th to the 12th in Reno, Nevada. Ah, oh, so next week. Uh, and week. it's had cancellations due to coronavirus from yeah. uh, Wizards of the Coast, Oof. Star City Games, right. Southern Hobby Distribution, okay. Sky Tier, yep. Max Protection, Oof. Lion Rampant Imports okay. and GTS Distribution. 
Goodness, they'll barely have a show left. Hmm. Well, Gavin has said that the convention will continue to go on. At the time of writing, there's still 183 remaining exhibitors. Oh, okay. So um, they've they still got some people. Yeah, there. and yeah. they're working with the host hotel to provide disinfectant cleaning solutions and hand sanitising stations throughout the area, along with disinfectant wipes for open game tables. So we're just saying, wash your hands, don't touch your face. Mm. There we go. And don't touch other people's faces. Oh, but how, how are you greet people? Your customary licking of their eyeballs. I know when people come along to UK Games Expo, that's that's the part that they're always most surprised by. <laughs> that's horrible. Uh, uh, it's not the only convention that's having. I mean, this isn't a game convention, but Emerald City Comic Con. Yes. Uh, which is in Seattle, yes. uh, March 12th to the 15th. Yes. That's had a whole bunch of um, book and comic publishers put out as well. And okay. more than 100 celebrity guests have cancelled. So wow. that's, you know, same sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, how much does it cost to get tested for COVID-19 in the States? $3,200 or so? I don't know. Probably. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Uh, I mean, yeah, are you starting your own Kickstarter and selling a role-playing game off the back of that in order to be able to afford it? Who knows? Well, I don't know what's going to happen with UK Games Expo because that is, what, two months away? Yes, yes. Well, no, three months away. We're at the beginning of March. Yeah, it's the end of May. So, So, um, at the moment, UK Games Expo have said that they're still going ahead as planned and they're just going to keep an eye on what the medical advice is from the government. And just buy absolutely huge gallon containers of alcohol hand gel uh yeah i don't know um hopefully we won't need about many face masks and so forth like within china that mm. was that was a bit a bit exciting yeah yes uh there's some more statistics from D beyond more statistics more statistics oh fantastic um yet again these are statistics they've done before they did this yes. in april last year and they're revisiting yes. right uh, and this is about equipment okay uh, and to be honest, it's not much of a change. Okay. But uh, very quickly, uh, yep. armor. Oh, you can see the graph here. Oh, yes. graph. oh, this is just regular equipment. Yes, uh, they've got uh, armor, they've got weapons, and then they've got magic items. Okay, so that cool. was last time. Uh, no, that's this time, 2020, and this is 2019. As you can see, oh, that's uh, interesting. Leather shield, chainmail, studded leather scale, leather shield, chainmail. You know, it's the same chart. Yeah, 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 that hasn't changed. Okay, so about a third of characters will wear leather armor, and what's it? Less than twenty percent will wear chainmail. Mm. I think that's quite interesting because um, it's because it's starting equipment, and most characters yes. are low level, and yes. there's uh, an extraordinary number of first level characters on D and D Beyond. So oh, I think right. the, the stats are kind of skewed by that to make them almost not really very not useful. hugely reliable. No. Yeah, um, but still, uh, weapons. Oh, uh, rapier, I imagine, quite popular. Uh, number five, I think. So dagger, dagger. short yeah. sword, light crossbow, hand axe, rapier, yeah. longbow, quarterstaff. Hmm. Yeah. But again, it's all kind of starting stuff, isn't it? Well, yeah, but to be fair, if, you, if you've got like a bard or someone, and it's like, well, I could use this just mockery, or I could just use a crossbow. Or I'm playing, I'm playing a sorcerer, and people are like, why aren't you using acid splash or something? I'm like, because I've got a light crossbow. It's better. Mm. <laughs> I'm a kobold. I make I make attack rolls with advantage. Observe. I'm having fun with acid <laughs> arrow in my Pathfinder two game last night. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, magic items. Yes. Uh, this Ooh. looks like it might have changed slightly. Cloak of protection. How are we doing? Uh, cloak of protection is in there oh. at number three. Oh, oh what, what's up? beaten by? Uh, 
I guess ring of protection. Yes. Yes. Correct. And oh, uh, oh, I don't know what would be a good one. Plus one sword. Now you're wandering along. Yes. And you kill a dragon. Yes. And he's got as you do big pile of treasure. Yeah. And you got little pockets. What bag of holding? You see, I, I never give those things out. I'm like, no, I, <laughs> I've. I've adapted encumbrance <laughs> rules specifically for this. You're going to have to make choices. But yeah, I like the encumbrance rules from Pathfinder 2. They're very elegant. They're very simple. They're very quick. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like, I don't have to give everyone a bag of holding. I don't, th- I don't think we've used them, the encumbrance rules in Pathfinder 2. Don't think we've bothered. Oh, fair enough. And then it's just like... I've got a shire horse with a... What's, what's that thing on the top of an elephant that you sit in? Howder. Yeah, I've got a shire horse because I'm a goblin. Yes. And I've got a big shire horse with a howder, yes. which I sit in. <laughs> <laughs> it's brilliant. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's just like, you know, if you've killed off like 20 knolls, like you were playing, well, I don't know, Baldur's Gate. Mm-hmm. What do you do with all the pole arms? And they're quite quite hard to carry. Unless yeah. You, unless you make big bundles and strap them to the I side of the like You just leave the pole arms where they are. Well, well, you could, but it just depends upon the style of the game. Well, that looks like a... Big miniature. That is a big miniature. Yeah. So this is a tower. Well, it's the bottom of a tower. Oh, oh no. It's, it's a whole tower. No, it is a whole tower. It's a whole tower. Coming from WizKids. Three stories, round tower, got some windows. Yeah, that looks yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. It's a D&D icons of the realm, the yeah. tower. Yeah. Uh, no price or release date has yet been announced, but yeah, it's three stories high. It's kind of grey. It's got steps going on the outside. That's... It's got a door. It's got a roof. Yeah, it, it looks really nice, but that's two, three hundred dollars right there. Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, look, you can get a boat. Like a nice I think the boat. That's a hundred dollars. I think the boat is more complex. I don't know. No, I don't know. I don't think so. Not, think not, so? not for the size. Okay. But we'll have to wait and see. It does look quite cool. Hmm. Hey, yeah. so free RPG day is approaching. Free RPG day? Uh, well, Saturday, June the 13th. So it's not that close, but it's... Uh, oh, okay. But they've listed... They've released uh, the participating publishers. Fantastic. When I say release the participating publishers, I don't mean that they had them in a dungeon and they let them go. I'm, I mean, I mean, they, they, they put... I was going to make that joke. <laughs> she <behind. laughs> I mean, they, uh, they released a list of the participating oh. publishers. So uh, the participating... Oh, can't say it. The no, participating no. publishers. The participating publishers this year include yeah. uh, 1985 Games. Nice. Ninth Level Games. Ooh. Cubicles 7. Hey, go on, Dom. Dave Taylor Miniatures. Is that an RPG publisher? Yes. And Mantic Games. Oh, yes, yeah. Mantic Games. They're, Fantasy... they're, they're very much more like a like wargaming company, I thought. Yeah. Okay, Done. yeah. Fantasy Flight Games. Okay. Yeah. Goodman Games. Yes. Green One in Publishing. Yes. Magpie Games. Nice. Modifius Entertainment. Ah, wouldn't, wouldn't be a role-playing event without Modifius. Mm. Uh, Paizo Incorporated. Ah, got your Pathfinder right here. Pelgrane Press. Ooh, Publishers of 13th Age, good times. Q Workshop. Okay. They just make dice, don't they? I don't know. No, maybe yeah. they do this. Renegade Game Studios. Yep. Roll20.net. Okay, that's a very major, like, Virtual forum. tabletop platform. Yeah, yeah, so a lot of people use it, so it actually makes a lot of sense. Steve Jackson Games. Ah, good times. And WizKids. 
Okay, again, I bought more miniatures, but but they do. Not? I think they do some accessories for accessories for D and D, don't they? Do they, do they say R- they sell RPGs and RPG accessories yes. in the best Hank Hill fashion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They sell RPGs and RPG accessories. Yeah. Sorry, Darren. Yeah. So, so in theory, if your uh, if your local game store is participating on Free RPG Day, and you can find yeah. out from the website. Yes. Or if they're not, you can encourage them to sign up, and there's an April twenty fifth deadline. Yeah. It means it's like Free Comic Day. You can go in and you yeah. get a free thing. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Your promotional thing. Uh, right. Uh, we have some products on the horizon from Paizo. No. So, what do we have here? We have Starfinder RPG Near Space. Oh, okay. As opposed to Far Space. Uh, I guess so. Near uh, Space, Far Space. Right. Sorry. Oh, where we go? Yeah. Well, it says, No longer will players and GMs be restricted to the packed worlds for their references in making characters and adventures. Oh, okay, right. We've got details on dozens of worlds and the cultures that inhabit them. Yeah. Oh, they've got a nice picture there. Uh, front cover. Oh, it's a big scaly boy. He's going to whack something with... He's holding a fridge, I think. Or something. Yeah, he's going to whack something with a fridge. Yeah. Not... Oh, no, he's just ripped the fridge off something. Oh, I see. Yeah, there you go. You can see from the sparks and the... Right. Uh, the trading oh, it's a gun turret like that. Yeah. A square it, gun turret, I see. Uh, so it was a gun turret. Then he's stabbed it with his sword and ripped it off. It's like, okay. Why not? <laughs> Why wouldn't you do that? So someone has failed the first rule of gun club. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so what have we got? We've got details on nine planets of the Vescarium. Okay. Including the home planet of the iconic Skittermanders. Okay. Adorable so, little space raccoons. Is that what it says? Or do you know, happen to know what Skittermander is? No, they are. Do you like Kenda? Boiled or deep fried? <laughs> <laughs> Better this way, I think whether or not you like these is probably... Okay. This... Correlates with whether or not you like Skittermander. Oh, I see. Right, okay. <laughs> yes. um, we also got uh, a bunch of customization options for characters. <sighs> Mark, new starships, really, archetypes. I'm really conflicted because... Like, my, my, my love of raccoons is now being brought directly into conflict. <laughs> you, <laughs> my hatred of Kendra in role-playing games. You have a love of raccoons. Yeah, raccoons are awesome. Okay. Got tiny pink hands. Do you like Rocket Raccoon? That's one of the best things about Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. And possibly the Avengers. You didn't find him slightly annoying. I don't know. Did you find him slightly annoying? <laughs> I do find him slightly annoying. Ask <laughs> ah, because he needs your leg. Anyway. <laughs> Set my dog on him. Uh, I think you'll find he would be riding Hudson <laughs> within seconds. <laughs> a rocket-powered Hudson. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He'll sort, he'll sort Hudson out with rocket-powered dog booties because that's what you need, a rocket-powered springing Hudson. I'm mm. oh, sorry, you were saying? Uh, so the Starfi- Starfinder Threefold Conspiracy Adventure Path is continuing. Mm. Um, uh in the last adventure, they were trying to um, salvage a decent vacation out of a mystery aboard a scuttled luxury yacht. Hmm. Okay. Uh, in this one, called uh, Extinction Curse, that's, Abominations Attack. That's Pathfinder, not Starfinder. I promise, because that's the module I'm playing. Oh, uh, yes. I am currently looking at that, yes. Yes. I'm confused. Ah, right, the pic- no, see, I'm looking at the picture. The picture next, yes. All right. Yeah. So, this is called Flight of the Sleepers. Flight of the Sleepers? And it's got a picture of Extinction Curse below it, which is what confused me. Yes. Okay, so Flight of the Sleepers is the Pathfinder module. Yeah, uh, Flight of the Sleepers Starfinder. is the Starfinder module. You've got me doing it, Morrissey. You yeah. monster. An unregulated research lab that is collapsing and under assault. Well, that sounds like that can't possibly go wrong. <laughs> sounds fun. Sounds like it's already gone wrong. <laughs> so wrong. 
yeah, so the Pathfinder Extinction Curse. Um, so uh, there was a circus troupe yes. in the city of Escander. Yeah. And uh, this is the next chapter. And it has the heroes facing against a vicious rival no, 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 and ambitious Zolgath incursion. Oh, worse for spoilers. Hmm. Stupid news podcast. But no, I'm enjoying the circus thing. I have a singing goblin. Why not? <laughs> Indeed. That's what I said. Uh, I said, there's no way this could possibly go wrong. And in no way has it gone wrong for me. Good. Can't promise anything for anyone else. But that's really more <laughs> their problem. And that's it in the news, except for the big, 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 big news about Theros, which we'll get on to in a moment. Yeah, I can't believe they're like bringing out drag- Dragonlance supplements. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Crowdfunding news. Yes. All right, then. So... Drop Dead Studios. That's an excellent name. Spheres of Might and Power. Oh, that sounds like a little old boss to me. It's a 5th edition D&D supplement. No. Uh, it is uh, classes, spells, powers and skills. Sounds good. Uh, the uh, a, a conversion of a Pathfinder thing, which is basically a new magic system. And a whole new magic system. What sort? What's the key conceit? Does it say? Uh, populated with entirely new sets of magical and martial powers. Right. Spheres of power and spheres of might yes. will change the way you play magical and martial characters at your table forever. Bum, bum, bum. Forever. Bum, bum, you hear bum. that? Forever. Wow. What if I? What if I don't like it? I want to go back? You can't. It will change it forever. Well, that's me told. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's Any, a new it, approach to magic, yes. originally written for Pathfinder 1st edition in 2013. Okay. It says, it takes the hows and whys of magic yes. and places them in the hands of the players and the game masters, freeing them from the base assumptions of the game and giving them the power to create worlds and characters far beyond its common scope. Yes, but, but how? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> yeah, go, and look at the, go and look at the Pathfinder 1st edition module if you want to find out. Okay. Yes. Uh, $35 will get you PDFs of both books. And that ends <gasps> on Wednesday, the March the 18th. Exciting, right? This is fun. Yes. Descent into Midnight. Oh, interesting. Is Midnight a place then? Um, must be. Is it uh, a science fiction game? Uh, it's powered by the apocalypse. Oh, okay. A technologically advanced aquatic civilization Ooh. whose culture has never been touched by humanity. Oh, so basically, I'm hoping from this that it's in something like the Marianas Trench or something similar. I think it's Aquaman, the RPG. I'm not sure. Bioengineering (laughs) and psionic or mental powers allow the strange and varied species to communicate. Okay. It takes the roles of guardians defending your community from physical, emotional and even existential threat. I imagine an existential threat might be, you know, quite physical. Or emotional. Well, I don't know. I don't think anyone's, like, a whole civilization has died of sadness. No, but if your whole civilization was dying, I think you'd be sad. Yes, but the sadness itself is not the existential threat. Oh, it's a, it's a secondary threat. Yeah, okay. So <laughs> everyone's lost hope. Anyway, so there you go. Good times. Descent into Midnight. Yes. Powered by the Apocalypse. How, when does the Kickstarter end? That one will end on March the 16th. Monday the March the 16th. And you can pay 40 American dollars for the PDF and hardcover. Oh, nice. Okay. We've got Soulbound. Dark Industrial Fantasy. 
Okay. Um, dark industrial fantasy. Mm. So, I don't know. I suspect cogs and gears are in my future. Soulbound is set in an industrial golden age. Yes. Uh, through technology, humans hope to make a safer world mm-hmm. where they no longer live in fear of beasts and demons. Okay. Uh, cities are vast, rife with the filth of mass production. And the game is about wielding randomly generated arcane weapons mm-hmm. which are bound to one's spirit. I don't think they understand what golden age means. But, so, sounds interesting. Uh, what is that? Supplement for Fist Dead? Uh, no, it's an original system using a dice pool system popularised mm-hmm. in games such as Shadowrun and Burning Wheel. Well, now it's just a concept of a dice pool system. Yeah, yeah. a dice pool system. Yeah, they use a dice pool system. Yeah. It might be D6, it might not. They admit the thing. Uh, let's have a look. Uh, you roll varying amounts of six-sided dice and count the number of fives and sixes rolled. Then it sounds like one for Darren Pierce. Yeah, which is the same as the Warhammer system yeah, that, uh, okay, the yeah. Sigma system that Don was describing last week and that's also I guess similar to Wrath and Glory hm. or was it Wrath and Glory or was it Sigma it's no Sigma One Sigma two. has a number in it oh, yeah. I can't remember oh, it's a dice pool system yes. so good times uh, Soul Space of Spartan Gambit we have mentioned yes yes uh, and now oh, do, did you see how much money it made did I say yeah just over 7 grand so far ah. 7,000 pounds there we go yeah, okay. 7,288 pounds it's 1,457% funded well, well, arguably one of your most successful kickstarters in terms of I think uh, it, I think, I think it's done brilliantly yeah I honestly did not I, you know I thought two, two, two and a half thousand yeah so I'm, I'm well, you're super, looking a lot, super you're looking a lot less twitchy than normal so yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, that's it. And then we've got a whole bunch of zines or zines, one of those two yeah, things. Anything catch your eye amongst them? Um, is a Shadow of Mog post-Brexit RPG zine <laughs> set in the London underground. Oh, marvellous, marvellous. Uh... Starport, Quest for the Dragon Egg. Oh, okay. It's for kids. <laughs> All right, anyway, moving on. Stitches and Stuffing, Lost Souls. Oh, a strange name. It's D&D 5th edition adventure featuring sock puppets. <laughs> I just not. <laughs> Marvellous. Uh, uh, okay, yeah. All right. well, well, it's Lost Souls as in Souls of the First or Souls yes. of Sock, yes. S-O-L-E-S. It's a pun. It's a play on words. It's a clever little innuendo. It's not really an innuendo. You know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, DM yourself a zine or zine for yes. how to play 5e character adventures solo. Fair enough. Yeah. There we go. That's it. That's your crowdfunding quick hits for the week. There you go. Would you give your name for the record? Yes. I am Faragon, the greatest warrior in all the land. The greatest warrior in all the land? Yes, I, Faragon, am the greatest of all warriors. I must remind you that you're under oath. Faragon does not lie. Yet, you claim to be the greatest warrior in all the land. That is what I said. But, what about Sir Lancelot? Surely he is the greatest warrior in all the land. Lancelot is a fine swordsman, to be sure, but he's a knight, not a warrior. I am not sure I see the distinction. There's a technical distinction. If you're not a great warrior, like myself, you would not understand. Mm, Very well, then. What about Conan the Sumerian? He is a barbarian. I told you, I am the greatest warrior in all the land. I see. Well, surely you can't claim to be greater than Achilles. 
Achilles is a mighty hero indeed, but is a Myrmidon. I am a warrior, and the greatest one in all the land at that. Hmm, Buffy Summers? A brave soul and well-trained in the arts martial, but Buffy is a vampire slayer, not a warrior. Ha! Aragorn! Aragorn is a noble and courageous ranger. What about Caramon Magier of Dragonlance fame? He's a strong contender indeed, but Caramon is clearly a fighter. It says so right on his character sheet. Spartacus! I'm Spartacus! I'm Spartacus! I'm Spartacus! Get on with it! Spartacus is a skilled gladiator. Rocky Balboa! Boxer. Uh, Bruce Lee! Martial artist. Surely you can't be greater than the mighty Leonidas of Sparta. A hero like no other, but to be sure. But Leonidas is a king. The mighty little John of Sherwood Forest. A merry man. William Wallace, scourge of the English. He's uh, a freedom fighter. The Batman, guardian of Gotham City. Yes, yes, vigilante. Hmm. How about Xena, warrior, princess? Uh, well... Well, she, uh... Yeah? I am Flaragon, the second greatest warrior in all the land. Hello, everybody. Uh, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. We just wanted to mention our Patreon. Peter, are you familiar with our Patreon? Oh, is it uh, patreon.com slash Morris? Yes. M-O-R-R-U-S. At patreon.com forward slash Morris, you can find our Patreon, which is what pays for our podcast and buys us all these wonderful microphones and mixers and other little bits and pieces. And wires. So many wires. And all these wires. Uh, We have a load of wonderful Patreon backers at the moment. And those backers get... We cherish you all. Yes, we do cherish them very much. And those backers get bonus content every single week, just as a thank you for uh, for backing our Patreon. And because they're so awesome and so quick off the mark, they also get to like talk to us in our Discord channel, which is pretty good. Mm. And we sometimes even deign to answer that. Uh, but even more importantly, when we have guests coming onto the show, they have the opportunity to ask questions of those guests. Mm. Um, and then we will pass on the questions that we think we our guests will answer. So please, if you do enjoy the podcast, head on over to patreon.com forward slash Morris. Link will be in the show notes. And support us, even with just a dollar a month. Every little little bit helps. Hey, Wizard of the Coast announced something. So this is this is. Wait, have they have they announced something? Have they announced the trailer for the pre-announcement of the <laughs> well, forthcoming? Well, you know what actually happened. We were recording our podcast last week, and oh, while yeah. we yes. were recording the podcast, yeah, a... it appeared on Amazon <laughs> while we were recording, and I didn't see it until we finished oh, recording. No. Okay. And um, I sent Daryl a very quick sort of like three line update just to slip into yeah. the podcast. But yeah, that was basically it. So what happened was Amazon posted. The name yeah. and the cover art yeah. of yeah. The, uh, the 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 May D and D release. I've always come out in June. Uh, well, it said well uh, eleven days before, so it's June the second, oh, okay. right. and then uh, eleven days before it'll appear in um, yeah local game stores and stuff. Because I'm on D and D Beyond, so like they like to send me out things from time to time. Yeah, and sometimes I even look at the emails. Ooh. I know. Uh, so it's called Mythic Odysseys 
of Theros. Bum, bum, bum. And I was very, very, very excited, and I've got lots of notes, and I'm ready to start talking about it now because Theros yeah. uh, 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 Ironfeld is one of my favourite characters in Dragon Arts, the He's... man with the silver arm, Absolutely. and uh, he crafts Dragon Arses. Yeah. And I'm excited Gr- about this book. Power by the gods to I'm do excited that. about this book about his, his mythic odysseys. Yeah. Um, so I've got lots of notes about Theros, and we can spend you know the rest of the podcast talking about Theros Ironfeld. Absolutely. And uh, and working at the Tomb of Humor, like getting that sort of like. Uh, silver metal yeah, and make but it originally power. he was in the refugees of Pax Starcast I believe that's true yes, yes, yes. Yeah, before he got given the power to forge and he got his arm his arm got yeah. cut off and then um, Goldmoon healed him yeah well that's what she did yeah it was like she didn't really have much of a character or a purpose or personality but by Jingo or, or according to the artwork clothes <laughs> <laughs> well yeah <laughs> fantasy um but 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 by jingo she could lay down a healing spell like no one's business yeah, yeah. so are you excited about this uh, this hardcover book detailing uh theros ironfeld's mythic odysseys if that was what it was about yes i would be it's uh, a big d- big dive into a very small corner of the dragon lance world i mean he, he's not really feature even feature that much in the dragon lance books he's just like you know a bit part it's an extra really but plus it's it's not about ferris ironhand what do you mean it's not about theros ironfeld uh, Silverhand. There we go. He's Silverhand. He's got Silver Arm. Yeah, it's not about him. It's uh, well, it's a I've Magic got, Gathering setting. I've got all these notes. I've got ninety pages of notes here. I've made. I am. I'm quite surprised. I didn't think there was ninety pages of text in the original book. Well, I had to. D- I had to dive deep. <laughs> right. I, is, is is that why Margaret Rice has been calling you up saying someone's <laughs> broken into a house? <laughs> so, are you saying that I've got to get rid of all these notes? These are all useless. They're not entirely useless. Like, um, I know some guinea pigs that need some bedding, and after a quick pass for the shredder... Fine. Oh. Sweep them aside from the table. Boosh. There we go. Yeah. Oh. Would, you, would you like to talk about what the book is actually about? Oh, what is it actually about then, Peter? You tell me what the book is actually about. Well, it's a magic... If it's not about Theros Ironfell. Uh, it's a magic the gathering setting. What's which, that? Uh, magic the gathering is a card game. I've Quite popular. Not really familiar with magic... Oh, um, or gatherings for that matter. <laughs> so, so, so basically, if you took all the sales of D and D and all the other RPG companies together, it by a million. Not, not a million, but like say ten, maybe twenty times, then you would have tragic addiction. Sorry, the, sorry. the cost of one card, <laughs> <laughs> one collector's edition card. Uh, maybe, maybe back in the two thousands, that was in the case. But no, this is Magic the Gathering. So yeah, they've got. It's all past their plane hopping experience. So if you really loved Ravnica, mm. um, which, yeah, pretty cool, then this is a, rather than being a cityscape, this is more about a Greek themed. I'm quite keen on my Greek myths and legends. Ooh. Yeah. Have you seen both of the covers? Both of the covers? Both of the covers. I'm not sure I've seen one of the covers. Oh, well, I will show you both covers. Yeah. We have the regular cover and we have the alternate art, which do you prefer? Uh, so ooh. this is this is the wraparound for the front and back of the book. So, oh, yeah. so uh, Mythic Odysseys of Theros. And yeah. here is the regular cover. Okay, so we've got some sort of, ooh, it looks like a sort of a space hydra has in, there's like a sort of a void that you can see within it, starry void. I think that's magic, not space. Yeah, sure, why not? Um, I'm, I'm just saying it looks like there's par- partially void and there is a... Uh, that's, just a sh- that's a shadow. Well, why has it got stars inside it? It's, that's clearly a star field. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and oh, that is a statue. 
Is it a statue? It is or a statue, is it a leg that's been no, chopped in half? A statue that's been broken in half. Oh, okay. Oh, yes, yes, that makes sense, yeah. Very clean, very, very clean cut from that blunt tail, but... Um, yeah, well, maybe it's uh, using some sort of psychic force, because it's a magic hydra. And also, it's got more legs than I normally associate with my hydras, but, yeah, fair enough. And there's a... Wow, well, there's there's a Greek hero sort with a red cloak a la Sparta, but rather more breastplate. Mm-hmm. He's giving it a go, but quite frankly, I don't fancy his chances. Well, there's an alternate cover. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's a special edition cover. Well, it's got the Hydra again. That looks like... I mean, some, some people said Thor Ragnarok. Looks like... No. <laughs> you know. there's supposed, I suppose it's supposed to be sort of a Zeus-like figure. Or maybe... Well, I don't know what's well, going on there. If we zoom in there, we've got... Yeah, so it's sort of like floating in a nebula-looking thing. You've got a... You've got a Hydra... Yeah, stood on a pillar. Uh, in It sort of reminds me of those occasional pictures you see of animals surviving floods mm. by clinging onto random stuff. And they've got, I don't know, floating along... What was that? Four? Yeah, four entities? Mm-hmm. Presumably assuming, gods. Yeah, I guess they're gods, yeah. Yeah, they're looking... Yeah, he looks a bit juicy, doesn't he? he he's got a Zeus-esque look. I mm. think it's because of the... looks like he's got a lightning bolt ready for smiting, but it's more of a... Broadleaf sphere, but it's very impressive. It's a glowy broadleaf sphere. Which do you prefer of the two covers? I prefer the first one. Yeah, I gotta say, I'm, I'm down with the that's, first that's one. That says Greece to me more than the second one does. The, the second, second one says Thor Ragnarok to me, the first one says Greece to me. Um, second one just says, I want to be Boris Vallejo, but couldn't quite manage it. <laughs> yeah, sorry, don't mean to be critical, but that's that's just the vibe. Because that's the complete Vallejo looks. Whereas the first one is also Vallejo, which is, you know, decent, but definitely more Greek. So, um, for those who don't know, yes, and I'm sure most people do, but for those who don't know, yes. uh, so Theros yes. um, is a Greek-themed Magic the Gathering setting. Yes. And they describe it in the product blurb, uh, a realm shaped by the wrath of gods nice. and the deeds of heroes where champions vie for immortal favour and a place among legends. So far, so Greek, but I have important questions. Do we get some new races? Yes, we do get some new races. Do you want to know what they are? Oh, God, then. Are you sure you want to know what they are? Not 100%. Tell me what they are. We have yes. satyrs. Like satyr. Or satyrs. Okay. It's like half man, half goat. Yes. Okay. And? Leonins. Mythic cat-like heroes. Catmen, cat people. Sort of lion-like, do we think? I'm guessing. They're Not- from Magic the Gathering, apparently. Yeah, okay. But yeah, they're, they're cat, they're cat-like, uh, yeah. cat-like people. But don't we already have Tabaxi? Uh, yeah, there is actually... Uh, so James Wyatt, yes. who is was like the, one of the lead designers, or the lead designers of it, he says, uh, yes. so Leonin is a different, stronger cat person, and not just a Tabaxi. Okay. Whereas satyrs, he says, yes. are pretty much what you expect. Yeah. They're party animals. Yeah. They've got good decks and charisma. Yeah. Headbutt attack. Yeah. They're fast. Yes. They're fey. Yes. They resist magic. Yeah. And they have musical instrument proficiency and persuasion. So they're sort of like the fair and the furious. Okay. Hmm. This so is yeah. like a different law for D&D creatures to match the Greek setting. I like that. Because, that is good. Uh, sort of D&D does tend to take creatures and mangle them a bit. Not mangle them, I mean, they change them. Like, just, for example, Medusa. Yeah. The creature Medusa is actually a gorgon, and then yes. they created a gorgon, which was a bull. It's like a steel bull. I'm like, that's yeah. not a gorgon. Yeah, so a gorgon... How very dare you, Medusa was yeah. a gorgon. Yeah. So I'm assuming that's the sort of thing they're going to be doing. Okay. Like, 
repainting the serial numbers back on mm. after having filed them off of previous editions. Okay, yeah. sounds good. Yeah. Uh, so uh, let's have a look. Let's, let's dive in a bit, shall we? Yeah. Um, oh, do we get new subclasses? Uh, subclasses? Oh, yes, we do get new subclasses. Ah. Uh, they include. Yes. And these are kind of uh, geeky themed, I guess. Mm. Uh, the Bard's College of Eloquence. Interesting. And the Paladin's Oath of Heroism. Now, these previously came out as Unearthed Arcana, as I yes. recall. Yes. Yes. Although Paladin's Oath of Heroism is, I don't know, I'm just a Paladin, surely. Yes. It's not that one. I don't think any of them have sworn an oath of cowardice. It's the Paladin's Oath of Paladinism. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all your Paladins, when they sit around saying, oh, yeah, Oath of Heroism. There's your Paladin's Paladin right yeah. there. It's like a, a sorcerer whose uh, patron is magic. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah um, so mythic monsters and stuff do you think they might have Scylla and Cherubidus possibly one's like a giant multi-headed creature that lives on top of a cliff top and the other is like a giant frog that sits at the bottom of a whirlpool and steering between them is super hard well the, I, I was wondering how Greek this is and how not because you know you could sort of say that D&D is based on western yeah, the Forgotten Realms yeah. is based on sort of Western um, fantasy. Yeah. But you certainly wouldn't say it is. No. You know, Western fantasy is sort yeah. of based on it. So uh, I was wondering how close this is. And then, and then I found out this. Yeah. So um, it is full. If you look at the... I mean, all of this information is pretty much coming from the Magic the Gathering okay. stuff. So I did a whole lot of research on it and yeah. looked it up online, all this sort of stuff. Because I'm not, nice. as you know, familiar with Magic the Gathering. Yeah. And there's a whole bunch of cards yes. which parallel actual Greek myths, but rename them. Okay. So, right, can we, you give me an example? Right, we have the Acroan horse. Can you guess which Greek myth that one is based on? <laughs> well, um, I'm guessing the place called Acroa, which would be like Troy. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, Trojan horse, yeah. Or chained to the rocks. Oh, that's Prometheus. Or rescue from the underworld. Oh, uh, Orpheus and, like, uh, his Eurydice. girlfriend. Eurydice. Eurydice. Yes. Uh, a labyrinth champion. Sounds Minotaur-esque. Yes, Theseus. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so uh, there's, and that's not all of them, but no. so there's a whole there's a whole load of those in yeah. there, okay. which are basically almost exact parallels of actual Greek stuff. So it sounds mm. like it's closer to actual Greek stuff than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. It sounds yeah. like it's closer to Greek mythology than it's Forgotten a, Realms is to Western Forgotten Realms is its own beast folklore yeah and they've got their own folklore and that's nice I don't re- it doesn't really resonate with me because I'm used to yeah I like Greek myths Irish myths mm. um, didn't really do for Hindu or Chinese but yeah or Norse myths mm. those are my main Norse are fun yeah Irish, Norse and Greek Norse, yeah. Norse are all fun yeah uh, um, and they've also got a big long sort of epic story called the Theriad yeah yeah no, it's about is, Theros yeah it's, 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 it's tales involving yeah which oh, is basically yeah. their equivalent of the Iliad yeah which was about Ilium mm. aka Troy yeah. Yeah. so um, yeah do you want to yeah. tell me a little bit about Theros and the sort of like an overview there of sort of like the gods and what the name means and stuff uh, well Theros uh, as I understand it the name means summer although mm-hmm. I'm open to Greek speakers correcting me on that matter. Uh, Although I have heard some people say that Theros also means the heroes. And it's just a sort of... I don't know whether that's 
Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'd go. I'd go with the Greek summer. It's, yeah. it's more likely. Well, well. To be fair, it's like uh, your whole concept of the Elysian Fields does deep dig deeply into like you know a land of eternal summer, and mm. yeah, sounds pretty nice. Mm. Um, yeah, so namely summer, you've got uh, Nyx, which is the realm of the dreams, and you've got fifteen gods that live there. Uh, Nyx meaning sort of like night, the dry, the dream realm. Um, and ooh, what we've we got, we've got five core gods, Heliod, Sun, so that's the, I guess, the Apollo. See if I can guess what they are. Okay. Anything. So Heliod is, well. Helios, Sun. Yeah. Thassa. I know I wrote these down, I've forgotten. Um, yeah, yeah. Thassa uh, was, oh. Well, Thalassophobia would be a fear of something. I'll skip that one, I'll come back to it. Okay. Erebos. Dead. Yes. Uh, related to Cerebrus. But anyway, oh, here we go on. Perforos. Perforations. Purple. Perforos. Uh... So, gods of twos, you say, yeah? Huh? Gods of twos. Is that, is that your guess? Purple perforation. Per- <laughs> purple perforations. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, no. I can't remember what that one is either. No. Nylia. That the halfy home one. Mm, 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 mm. So, in fine... Morris's unofficial RPG talk challenge. Uh, I can definitely say you're getting ooh, a solid two <laughs> out of five. Okay, what are they then? So okay. the first one, Helios. So he- Hel- Heliod is the sun god. Sun, yep, yep. So that'd be the Apollo sort of thing. And you know, Greek mythology is unusual in that Zeus was sort of a sky god and was mm. more about lightning, whereas the sun was seen as like you know a second tier sort of thing. Which is I remember him, and he's also all law and justice and retribution and stuff like that as well. I remember now? Yeah, yeah. Um, Thassa is, you know, presumably related to Thalassa, so oh, the God sea. Of the sea, I yeah. see. Thalassophobia being fear of deep yes. dark water. Yep. Erebos is the dead. I think there's another name in it, but again, I'm thinking Cerebrus. Perforos. Which is spot. Oh, yeah. Perforos is the forge. God yeah. of the forge. So you, had, you had perforations. You're doing quite ah. well. Ah. <laughs> oh, no, and, then, and then... Nylea. Was... Hunt. God of the Hunt. Yeah. Or so, goddess. And those would be Hephaestus and Artemis, respectively. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, you've got, got the second tier god, so it makes you wonder where Zeus... The scary thing is... Well, I, well, no, you got... Poseidon. The scary thing is, I wrote those down, and I forgot. <laughs> well, that's why you wrote them down, so you wouldn't have to remember. Like some sort of pleb. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's quite... That sounds quite Greeky to me. Yeah, it's got nice... Uh, Nice well, little thing of the dreams. So yes. Nyx, the night sky and the dream yes. realm. Yeah. And dreams and messages from gods. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, which is a good way to get hold of people. But then it's like, why do the gods want me to appear naked before my school? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and you get a theme of heroes versus monsters, which yes. is very pro- much Greek stuff. Proper Greek. You're leaning right into the Hercules at this point. Yes, you, you, like, like, that. you, you like you like to have a bit of a fight with a bit of a Hydra and a bit of a lion, doesn't he? Yes. Yeah. Hydras and lions. Mainly Hydras and lions, <laughs> and, and also cranes. Oh my. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, so what? What do you know about the history of the world? Um. Well, and a bit, and a bit. It's got quite a lot. Yeah. But so basically, there was long ago, there yeah. was this tyrannical um, Archon. Was that Archon? Archon? I'll say Archon. I, I'll go Archon. Yeah. Archon Empire. Yes. 
with an army of Leonins, cat people, right. lion people, catty lion people. Yes. And when I say catty, I don't mean they just were all just a bit sort of, ooh, you're a... They, they, they made very scathing... Your shoes and, uh, are rubbish. Scathing and uncalled for fashion <laughs> comments. And quite frankly, Leonidas has been ashamed to be seen in sandals ever since. <laughs> well, this was a long time ago. Yes. Not in a galaxy far, far away, but in fact yeah. right here on... Um, Theros, okay. Ironfeld, <laughs> of Dragonlance fame, with the Iron. No, no. Uh, the, <laughs> so this tyrannical empire eventually yes. fell. Yes. And the Archons aren't too happy about that. Yes. Uh, and they, you know, there's some of them still around. Okay. And they feel a bit annoyed about it, and okay. um, they, they'll tend to like attack cities and things like that. Rude, uh, because they, you know, they've got uh, probably some kind of. Um, God, you lost get over it. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're probably yeah. just feeling a bit down, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, so that was long, long time ago. Yep. And then there was a war with Titans versus gods, which doesn't sound yes. anything like Greece mythology to me at all. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So the gods won. Well, yes, otherwise it would be all Titan Central. And that would be a different setting. Yes. That would be quite a good setting, actually. I think there is one. I really think there is one. Oh. I'm trying to think what it is. Yeah. I I know what I meant to do. I wanted to... Yeah, we'll do this in a, in a second. Yeah, yeah. I'll finish doing the history. Yeah. But you know, there's so many Greek settings. I made a list of them. Did you? Yeah, there's six oh, of them. No. <laughs> Is it? All no. come out in the last year or two. Yeah. Um, anyway, so where were we? So, uh, yeah, there's this yeah. Titan versus God War. Yeah. And the gods won. Good. And the Titans, they got sealed in the underworld. Yeah. And. Coach uh, Tartarus. Uh, yeah, sort of. Yeah, yeah. And uh, there's the god of fate, which is Clothis, Clothis. Oh, uh, uh, well, she was originally one of the fates. I think she was the one that, because um, he had a bunch of them. There was one uh, spun the cloth, one weaved it, mm. and then one cut it. Yes. And Atropus was the one that cut it. So I think right. Clothis was the weaver. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, Clothis uh, guards, the, uh, guards the Titans. Yes, nice. And then also there was this satyr, a bit later, there was this satyr. Yes. Called Xenagos. Okay. With an X, not yes. a Z, an X. Yes. And he was a satyr, and he attacked a bunch of cities with monsters. Rude. And he wanted to ascend to godhood. No. Apotheosis. It's all rage. And then he did, during a Minotaur siege. Okay. Which sounds awesome. I, I does Ascending to godhood during a Minotaur... If you're going to ascend to godhood, during a Minotaur siege, I think is a good time to do it. Oh, yeah, you got all the war cows out in front. Why yeah. not? Yeah. Why not with yeah. the war cows? War cows, yeah. <laughs> do you call them that to their face? Uh, I would. <laughs> Very briefly, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, so he sends to Godhood, um, and it says, Theros's sky darkened, bum, bum, bum. and then some heroes took him down. Oh, okay. So, yeah. And then there was a war between the gods, Yes. and the underworld opened, Yes. and the titans escaped. Uh, they'll do that, tricksy beasts. And that's basically the sort of ancient history of Theros. Yeah, okay. So now I'll uh, speed on the place. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, talking about other... Um, yes. let, me, let me just pull up this list. Other Greek... Because I made on my site... Yes. In the, in the brand new wiki that's on my site, uh-huh. um, then I have started compiling a list of D&D settings oh. of all sorts. So yes. these are the official D&D settings here. Oh, yeah. These are all those plane shift settings. Oh, yeah. So there's six of them. So there's an Egyptian one. Yeah. There's a Default Magic the Gathering one. There's a Gothic Horror one. Yeah. A Mesoamerican one. Mm-hmm. A Clockwork Airships and, and 
Eblon-ish one, I guess. Yeah. And one that's an adventure world of ancient ruins. Oh, Bladen's in the car. That was quite fun. And then we've got a whole bunch of standalone third-party games. Yes, yes. Oh, there's Esper Genesis. Yeah. Oh, Pokemon Man. And yeah. then loads and loads of third-party settings. And that's, uh, I've just started that. Yeah, so there's yeah, loads yeah. more than that. So, but anyway, so the most common setting theme out of yes. all of them, and yes. there's dozens and dozens on there, is ancient Greek mythology. Yeah. And these are, these are the ones that there are. So including Theros. We've got right. Theros. Yes. We've got Arcadia, with a K. Yes. We've got Hellenistica. Yes. Which is the Ken Heights one. Oh, yes, yeah. We've got Land of Myth. Okay, yeah. We've got Odyssey of the Dragon Laws, which is the one by those ex-Bioware oh, folks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And the Scarred Lands is kind of loosely based on sort of Greek mythic themes, oh, too. Okay. Right. So it's really, really common to have Greek-themed D&D settings. Yeah. Well, There's loads of them. Well, it was like just a surge, a glut, I will say, of Greek films over the past decade or so. So mm. I guess it's a... People are still quite quite keen. Yeah. Hey, so Theros. Yes. Can you tell me something about the places of Theros? Uh, well, the, uh, at the moment, it's not something I'm a big expert on, but probably the major way I break it down is they have these uh, city-states, uh, polis. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, obviously, polis being a word for a city, mm-hmm. like metropolis and so forth. Um, the big ones are Miletus, which is a Athens analogue. That's a place where you've got lots of learning, magic, progress. I guess they're all sort of into democracy, unless you're a woman mm. or a slave or not Athenian or sorry, Miletian. Uh, then you've got Akros, which is uh, Sparta. Sparta! Sparta, uh, which is full of warriors. Does uh, it have a uh, half naked Scotsman shouting, This is Sparta! It does not, but it does have a horse. Okay. Yes, Bruch presumably was used to break into the place. That's why it's in the Crone Horse. Ah. Yeah, there you go. Um, and then you have um, Satessa, which is a Thermoskira analogue. Wonder Woman's Island. Yes. Paradise yeah. Island. Yes, yeah. Mm. Well, I, I quite liked the original Wonder Woman Thermoskira. That was a very interesting place. And then they just sort of made it a bit rubbish mm. in subsequent films, which I which I was a bit confused by. Why would you do such a thing? Oh, yeah. So... Um, I guess that gives you a sort of leaning from a sort of harder, uh, less fantastic, less magical sort of setting all the way to the more fantastic sort of settings. Uh, and they've got different themes associated, magic, progress for uh, Melitus, warriors, um, and presumably know, taking slaves, awkward know. for Akros, and then Satessa is more nature and family. Hmm. What about the, the sort of planes and stuff? Uh, well, they fit within the Magic the Gathering planes, as in there is some talk about people like Xenagos going from place to place. But locally, you have the Underworld, which is where you keep your dead people. Um, you just keep it like a cupboard. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, uh, oh, Granny's dead. Stick yeah. it in the Underworld. <laughs> yeah, and that would be, oh, uh, sort of Hades, I guess, and hmm. uh, presumably like sort of a Tartarus analogue, uh, where sort of like, I don't know, prison for dead people, because that's where they're keeping the titans as well. But the underworld of that, it's yeah. not all horrible underworld, there's nice underworld, so it's, it's yes. like all the dead, so it's heaven and hell. Ah, I see, I see, a fairy Persian. Um, okay, yeah, uh, so the dead are like living in regions, presumably you've got like an Elysian field where you go if you're a hero, or general good egg, and then presumably you have like a more of a Hadean area if mm. you were not so nice. Hmm. Uh, presumably they have all sorts of ironic push punishments something nice and relaxing like pushing a giant boulder up a hill yes or having to publish your own rpgs and lovely lovely rewards like 
Angel Delight. Oh, get in. I do like Angel Delight. <laughs> it's delightful. You don't even have to be an angel to have it. I am an angel. Yes, you are. Sure you are. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, yeah, you've also got next, which is the Sky and Dream Realm, and that's where the gods live. Hmm. As opposed to on a handily local... Uh, and very accessible mountain. Talking of the gods, you mentioned yes. there were five gods earlier. I it's did. actually 15. So the yes. five are the five major gods. Yes. Uh, and then there's 10 more. Sun, sea, death, forge, and hunt. Yeah. yeah. So there's 10 more of them. Yes. I don't know them offhand what they are, but there's 10 more of them. But um, each At of least them... one of them is Clophus. We know that. Who's yeah. Who's the fate. That, that you think true. fate would get a bigger look in? Um, no. I guess not. Yeah. But um, yeah. each god, I know this is part of it, uh, yeah. each god has an artifact. Yes. Uh, which is a weapon. Yeah. Or presumably a weapon. Or maybe it's not a weapon, I'm not sure. But each god has a magical it's, artifact. It's an artifact, yeah. Which is part of the, part of the setting. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. 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 All right. So, right. What's next then? What else do we know? Um, I think uh, you've got some in, you've got some of the inside track. That we got 16 interesting facts. And do you know I've got these 16 interesting facts? Was it the internet? Ish. Okay. Do I you... use the medium of the internet. Yes. So Dragon Plus, which is Wizards of the Coast online in-house magazine thing. Oh, yeah. Sure. Had a little article oh, about yeah. Theros. Yes. And uh, I read it. Yes. And from it, I pulled 16 interesting facts. Okay. You can tell me whether or not these are 16 interesting facts, but these are 16. Do you want to, should we alternate them? Read them out? Well, uh, uh, well uh, Okay, so it features Vorofamp Gedarn. Yes, I'm not quite sure how he's going to fit into it, but he was definitely mentioned in the article. Isn't he in the Forgotten Realms? Yes. Is he, like, just hella lost? God knows. Yeah. Who knows? Well, presumably what the gods. But he's kind of like, I don't know, the kind of D&D guide, isn't he? I don't know. Uh, Yeah, at least he's not Elminster. Yeah. Well, so this was headed up by James Wyatt, and Mm -hmm. he used to work on D&D. Okay. uh, And he now works on Magic the Gathering, so he's a great person to cross over between them. Uh, But he worked on the third edition Deities and Demigods book as well. Oh, that's nice. Well, I'm sure Daryl will have something to say about Deities and Demigods, although Mm. I think that was the earlier editions. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've got it upstairs. Fantastic. Uh, no, the early editions. I've probably got a third edition one. Yeah. So, um, I hear the Pharaoh settings based on the novella. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't know which novella it is, do you? No. No. But apparently Wyatt spent considerable time researching by reading this novella. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the only thing. He also says he read about the government of Athens and the Greek calendar. I will try and contain my excitement. You look excited. I'm super excited. My voice may not show it, but trust me, I'm dancing around and I'm just so happy right now. Yes, I wish yeah. you'd stop twerking now. Well, you know, a man's got to have a hobby. <laughs> that keeps me fit. It's an excellent lower body workout. <laughs> uh, I think we've come across the fact that we have the College of Eloquence Bard, who is the philosopher's ideal, whatever that means, and the Oath of Heroism Paladin. Mm. We also have the Forge and Grave Cleric domains. Ooh which I'm pretty sure were in Xanathar's Guide to Everything, mm. so are less exciting for me than perhaps they might hope. Yeah, most of these things have a few things reprinted, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Ravnica, I think, didn't actually have anything new. It just had like a whole bunch of stuff from... Yeah. Uh, it said, basically, these are all your different guilds, and this can have the extra stuff in. And, you know, it's all right. Okay. I still quite like the book. Yeah. It's different. Yeah, okay. So have you ever used the piety system from the DMG? Never. Have you ever even seen the piety system from the I DMG? I did not know it was a thing. Okay, so though in the DMG there's a piety system. Is it? And I also don't know anything 
<laughs> but there is one. We're super fans. Clearly. Yeah, yeah. But uh, apparently, this has been blown up into a huge thing in quotes, okay. uh, and that includes all sorts of rewards and restrictions for characters who choose to devote themselves to a god and track their piety. I mean, that is pretty Greek, I gotta say. Mm-hmm. Although I do have questions to ask, like, will it be on the character sheets? Don't know. If it's not on character sheets, it's like. No, I think why? it means the players have to dress up like they're gods. Interesting. Right. Well, togas and robes and things. Oh, I, I don't know. I can only dress up as a toga when someone's offering me like large amounts of alcohol. <laughs> it's a character flaw, really. Could be arranged. Yeah, we got the new magic items of gods, artifacts and weapons. I don't know what they are. That's the thing that we mm. could probably look up quite easily, but I'm not going to. No. But basically, each god is associated with an artifact or weapon. Yeah, yeah, which, which makes it sort of a signature weapon yes. or artifact. Yeah. yeah, one of them's probably got like a fork. Yeah, I, I mean, to be fair, like in the original Greek myth, Athena got like three. Why is there no Athena? We've got an Athens, but no Athena. I'm, I'm, I'm obsessed with Well, there might be. There might be one of those, fifth, those 10 other gods that we don't know yeah. about. Yeah, well, could be. Well, could again, be. it's a thing we could look up, but how much detail do you want to go into? And he's just reading out a list of 15 gods, really interesting. Yeah, but I, I think it's interesting that there are two gods of war in Greek mythology. You've mm-hmm. got Athena and Ares. And as Neil Stevenson did assert, one is basically the chaotic evil god of murder mm-hmm. and stabbings, and the other's like, you know, technology. Right. It's a good metaphor. I liked it. Mm. Yeah, uh, everyone gets a extra leg up separate from usual character background uh, okay so they've sort of got a one unique thing but it's, it's a more, gift from the gods yeah, yeah. Have a look. yeah. might oh, be an yeah. article okay. uh, so, so examples might be you have the mind of a sphinx and your thoughts can't be read oh interesting or you might be an oracle which is an opportunity for your DM to give you adventure hooks it's a straight power up but not a huge power up okay yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. I'll be I'll be more excited to read it. Oh, table of omens with a hundred different entries. Ooh, I like I, a good omen. I do like a good omen. Mm. I like good omens as well. Excellent book. Good omens and a good omen. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, to be fair, if you want to do omens, it's it's actually pretty easy. What you do is you have a dream where something very normal is happening, but it feels very significant, or something weird is happening in the regular world. Mm. And then basically, you can just project whatever you like onto that. It's good times. Hey, so races. Yes. So we yeah. have yes. Minotaurs. Nice. I mean, obviously, some of these aren't new, but Minotaurs. Yep. We have Centaurs. Yep. We have a Merfolk, okay. which are Tritons from Voller's Guide. Oh. Mm, all right. Yeah. We have Satyrs. And we have the Leonine, which, as mentioned earlier, they have a different, stronger cat person, not just a tabaxi. Plus two strength, so plus two decks. Yeah. Yay! We've mentioned that one already. Yeah. Uh, Satyrs. Yeah. What, what Party animals. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, different lore for D&D creatures. You yeah, we mentioned, mentioned that. Yeah. This, is, this is interesting. Mythic threats or boss fights. So what yeah, more you... than legendary. Yeah. Oh. Arrester of the Endless Web is a spider and has baby spiders which fight you. Okay. <laughs> you don't look pleased. I, I'm, I'm not... not. I'm sure when I see the book, I'll be a lot more convinced. As I recall, the baby spiders are like all over um, the big spider. Just right. like crawling all over the big spider and they drop off and attack you. As opposed to eating their mother like baby spiders will do. Anyway, never mind. Charming. Yeah. Who did the maps, Peter? 
Dyson Logos. Oh, I uh, like Dyson Logos' stuff. Yeah, uh, good name for it, Logos. Yeah, means words. so um, they've been doing the maps for quite a lot of D&D stuff recently. It's those sort of black and white pencil drawing looking maps that you've seen in quite a few books recently. Oh, uh, you know okay. They look a bit kind of old school. Oh, right, right. Okay. You know the ones I mean? No. But oh, okay. I, I'm sure I'd recognise them if I saw them. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and finally, what is it? what's that last interesting fact there? The Temple of Aphrios is in two parts. And Aphrios is who? Presumably a god? I don't know. I guess so. Yeah. I've got a temple. That's yeah. generally a good sign. Split by a river that flows between the mortal world and the underworld. So the sticks by any other name would be... Yeah, sort of. Or maybe yeah. it's the leaf. Who knows? Yeah, so basically yeah. the whole Greek theme here is... It's a lot more Greek than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. It's like I'm, I'm a bit torn and conflicted because I like the Greek setting, but maybe I won't like it this. It does kind of feel like when you've gone that, when you've gone that far to sort of parallel so much. Yeah. Greeks, why not just use the Greek stuff? So my question is, where does Theros Ironfeld fit into this? Uh, presumably, he crafted the mystic magical golden compass, which allows uh, Volo Gidden Farm to get completely out of his lane and end up in this plane. And does he make them dragon lances? I can only assume so. Seems reasonable to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I well, think that's canon now. So, so what do you reckon then? Do you uh, would you play in that setting? So it was offering to run for me. I very rarely tell them no. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> I'm um, like, uh, yeah, I would, yeah. I, I, I like the idea of that. I, yeah. That definitely is more interesting to me than Forgotten Realms is. Yeah, I would hope to do some sort of... I'd probably pair, play a fighter. Mm. I've got to be honest. I'm like, eh, wizard, smizzard. Oh, I could be a hoplite. Or a myrmidon. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. yeah, I wonder whether they... Oh, they've got new weapons. Like, sorted out the weapons oh, issues. Oh. Um, don't know. Can you form a phalanx? Is there a feat which lets you form a phalanx? There should be a group feat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that'd be good. Yeah, if everyone takes it, the entire party. Yeah, that's a lot easier to do with stuff like Savage Worlds. We get like an edge. Yeah. Pathfinder, Every... Pathfinder does yeah. that quite a lot as well. Group oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Pathfinder, Savage Worlds. It's like, oh, you turned around, here you go, have a feat. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. I think yeah. we're done. Yeah. That, ladies and gentlemen, and other people, is... Yes. Theros. Yes. Mythic... Odysseys of Theros. Yes. Hmm. Coming out in June. Yeah. We'll let you know when stuff comes. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually quite looking forward to that one. <laughs> anyway. Yes. Thank you, everybody, for listening. I hope you now know more about Theros, but you might, in fact, know less about Theros. We might have actually somehow managed to take knowledge from you. It's all part of our misinformation campaign. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, we just, by the way, we just made all of that up. Yeah, yeah it's just all lies <laughs> for the past 20, 30 minutes. It's all fake news. Sad times, sad times. <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> uh, no, I think that was quite a decent little overview there, and I've, I learned more about Theros, and I actually got interested in it, which I wasn't sure I would. Yeah. And I am. Excellent. I'm pleased to hear it. Mm. All right, well, thanks everybody for listening. Yes. We'll see you next week. We won't see you. We'll hear you. We won't hear you. You'll hear us. Maybe. It'd be weird if we heard you. Tune in next week for more exciting things like whatever we think to talk about. Whatever we decide to talk about. This is the worst ending we've done in life. I'm going to say maybe. Or is it the best? No, the worst in at least 70 episodes. Uh Yes. Bye, everyone. Goodbye. Apparently I now have to read this to you.
This is the official podcast of Morris's unofficial tabletop RPG news, which you can find at enworld.org. You can find show notes at morris.podbean.com or wherever you found the podcast. If you feel like they deserve it, you can support the show on Patreon. In return, you will receive exclusive bonus content. Just go to patreon.com slash morris. If you're interested in his babbling nonsense, you can follow at Morris on the Twitter. Send your emails to morrispodcast at gmail.com. Not all of your emails, just the ones you want us to see. That's it. I'm bored now. You can go away. Shoo, off you go. Goodbye. Get out of here.